Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Melissa C., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. I'm from New York. Today is Tuesday, June 30th, 2020. This is the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting. Today, we are reading from the Big Book, and we are at we are on the preface on page XI, starting with the third paragraph, the second edition, through four paragraphs ending with can work for me too, comments on all. Today's readers are, for the 12 steps, Jessica G. The 12 traditions will be Rebecca F. Readers of the text are Allison L., and Carmela G. And our newcomer greeter will be Lynn F., followed by the host for the second hour, Russ M. The reference numbers for yesterday, Monday, June 29th, the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, was 14887. That's 14887. And the 10 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting is 14889. Okay, the OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. I just want to interject, please make sure that your phone is muted. I am hearing some background noise. So star one to mute your phones. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group, has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Jessica G to read the 12 steps. Good morning, Jessica. Good morning. This is Jessica G. in in Central Florida with the 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. 
sits, more entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10. Continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for allowing me to do service. Thank you, Jessica. Thank you for your service. Okay, I will now ask Rebecca F. to read the 12 traditions. Good morning, Rebecca. Good morning, Melissa. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you so much, Rebecca. Okay, how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only.
our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinent requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. So today, we resume our study of the big book, and we're on page XI in the preface, the third paragraph, starting with the second edition. We'll be continuing through four paragraphs, ending with can work for me too, and comments will be on all. And I will now ask Allison L. to begin reading. Good morning, Allison. Good morning, Melissa. Thank you so much. The second edition added the appendices, the 12 traditions, and the directions for getting in touch with AA, but the chief change was in the section of personal stories, which was expanded to reflect the fellowship's growth, Bill's story, Dr. Bob's nightmare, and one other personal history from the first edition were retained intact. Three were edited, and one of these was retitled. New versions of two stories were written with new titles. 30 completely new stories were added, and the story section was divided into three parts under the same headings that are used now. In the third edition, part one, Pioneers of AA, was left unchanged. Nine of the stories in part two, They Stopped in Time, were carried over from the second edition. Eight new stories were added. In part three, they lost nearly all. Eight stories were retained. Five new ones were added. This fourth edition includes the 12 concepts for world service and revises the three sections of personal stories as follows. One new story has been added to part one and two that originally appeared in part three have been repositioned there. Six stories have been deleted. Six of the stories in part two have been carried over, 11 new ones have been added, and 11 taken out. Part three now includes 12 new stories. Eight were removed in addition to the two that were transferred to part one. All changes made over the years in the big book, AA members' fond nickname for this volume, have had the same purpose, to represent the current membership of Alcoholics Anonymous more accurately, and thereby to reach more alcoholics. If you have a drinking problem, we hope that you may pause in reading one of the 42 personal stories and think, yes, that happened to me, or more important, yes, I felt like that, or most important, yes, I believe this program can work for me too. All right, I'm Allison L. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Ohio, and um, grateful that we are circling back to the beginning of the book, um, each of us bringing what we've learned um, since last time we were here, all the new experiences we've had so we can apply them to now in a new way to what we're, what we're learning and studying here together. Um, what I'm going to focus on is how uh, all the stories they're talking about, how they're updating them and the purpose being to reach more alcoholics, um, just like what our purpose is to um, reach more compulsive overeaters here in this meeting and um, the same way that we share stories and um, for identification purposes, the more stories, the more people can relate. And, um, and, and God uses every story. Every story matters. Every story is important. Um, 
not just in this meeting, not just in the big book, but everybody's story that I've heard in meetings. Sometimes I've heard stories that um, show me things I don't want in my recovery so that I can know that as well. Um, and I hear from this, from stories that people share on special editions, I hear um, what the problem is, um, what, what people were like, how they felt, um, what happened, what they're like after and that follows the, the the way the stories are in the back of this book as well um, and and no matter how many times I listen to stories um, I, I hear that and I know and that I'm not alone and I um, know that uh, yes this program can continue to work for me too and I need to continue to work the program like I hear people sharing um, and I'll never forget, um, I was listening to a, a story um, after I'd been in program for, for years, after I'd been listening to Vision for a couple of years, and, and I heard the same thing again about the allergy of the body, um, that certain things inside my body will trigger a, a craving I cannot control. And, and I had heard that before, and I had admitted that to be true for myself before, but in that moment when I was in relapse and heard that again, Man, it just it hit me in a new way. It punched me in the gut, and I was defeated and mad, and and I was out of options. And and had I thought, you know, I don't need to listen to another story, I would have missed out on that that new experience years ago, that um, propelled me to a, a willingness to do the actions I had not had before, so I could have um, a new recovery. Um, to admit the allergy of the body and that I have the obsession of the mind to be entirely abstinent and to work through the steps for a spiritual awakening um, that arrests that obsession of the mind. And the last thing I just want to share, one of the stories in the back of this book that, um, that I enjoy, um, one of the things on page 520 that this woman says is, what I found was... Uh, people who attend big book meetings on a regular basis tend to read the book and do what it says. And that's why I keep showing up here at this meeting. Thank you all. Have a great day. I pass. Oh, thank you, Allison, for getting us started. Great. Okay, so before I open up the lines for sharing, <clears throat> I want to remind us all that although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day. So if you've shared on Friday or on Monday, um, either of the first hours, we ask you to, re, you know, to refrain from sharing in order that others might share their experience too. So, who would like to share this morning? Nancy T. Teresa. Nancy T. Teresa. P. As in Paul. Teresa P. As in Paul. Got it. Who else? Diane G. I heard Diane. Was it Diane B? Yes. Melissa G. Christina J. Christina J. Philomena M. Philomena M. Julie E. B. Pamela E. Julie E. B. Um, I'm sorry, the last one, was it Pamela? Yes, Pamela E. Pamela E. Great. Okay, so let's stop right there. I've got um, Nancy T, Teresa P, Diane B, Melissa G, Christina J, Philomena M, Julie E B, and Pamela E. And sounds like a nice lineup. Okay, so Nancy T, would you 
please get us started. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. Nancy T., Recovered Compulsive Reader in Lewiston, Idaho. I just want to um, say I am so grateful to be part of starting the book over. There's an excitement that comes every time we start over, and I don't know why, but maybe because this book saved my life. And I'm so grateful that they haven't changed the, the basic text, the instructions, because um, the instructions work. It's kind of like if it's not broke, don't fix it, right? Um, and this book has saved my life, and so I'm grateful that they left it intact. And I understand. Um, I'm glad that they put the changes in, uh, obviously, for historical reasons, but they explained why they put the changes in. You know, number one, they want to um, reach more alcoholics. Isn't That's our goal, to reach more alcoholics um, or compulsible readers, if you will. Um, but also to keep it current, to keep the stories current. Um, I remember the first time I read uh, the big book and I read Bill's story, and I know it's left intact, and I'm grateful that it has been. But I thought, what do I have in common with a stockbroker from the 1930s? You know, and of course, I've since realized I have a whole lot in common. I um, I acted like Bill acted. I thought like Bill thought, and I drank like, or I ate like Bill drank. But uh you know, I think it's important for the newcomers coming in that they can read some stories that are relatable. They, you know, that we want to be relatable so that we can reach those still suffering compulsive readers or alcoholics. But, you know, more importantly, these last three lines, yes, that happened to me. It did happen to me. Um, yes, I felt like that. Yes, I did feel like that. And most important, I believe this program can work for me too. And now having done the work, I know this program can work for me too. It did work. Um, and I, you know, again, it saved my life. It works. It works if I work it. And so thank you for allowing me to share. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much, Nancy T. Okay, next up is Teresa P. And Teresa will be followed by Diane B. Good morning, Teresa. Teresa, press star one to unmute, please. Hi, this is Teresa P. Yes, I wasn't unmuted, and I thought I was. So anyway, well, I, this is, and it's hard to believe, I, I, I look at the, uh, the uh, forwards and prefaces and go, what can be in here? And then there they are. The jewels are there. And, you know, I, I really heard the, uh, the stories. And uh, the purpose is to um, represent the current, uh, the current time and reach as many people now as we can. And I remember coming into program, what I loved was people's stories because I related. So, wow, they're talking, you know, what happened to me? How did they know it was in my mind? You know, and it, it doesn't matter that the times are different and that the places are different. The feelings are there. And I could never share that with anybody else. And I always felt so alone. And now, you know, you were my people. You were just, you were saying, I, you know, I was coming out your mouth. It was just like, this is just so awesome. And, uh, and that has never gone away. I, I go to meetings and, you know, I, I share with people and it just comes back to, 
you know, every time, you know, I talk to another compulsive overeater, listen to them, you know, there, there I am. And I am connected. You are my tribe. And I, I learned, I learned life when I got into program and I learned it from all of you. And, you know, I was so alone before and so frightened and, you know, the only way I could live life was to be in denial and delusion. And that was not very successful. It was a very painful life. And today I get to reach out and be a real person and, and you know, and, and relate to people and listen to people and have people call me and share their experiences. And what comes up into me is, you know, my shared experiences that I can, that I can share and to be, um, you know, to share the experience, strength, and hope. Yes, we all have these experiences. I can, well, it was bad and this is what it was like, you know, and I can still do it too. But today I have strength. I have the strength of program that I can share what works and provide hope because I have hope because I have seen that the steps work. Yes, I run into problems in life and I can apply the steps. You know, I can turn to, it's all about turning to God. And But how do I do that? I don't know how to do that. I mean, I've tried, I've been, I've gone to church all my life, but you know, things didn't, didn't work. And today, what I get to do is realize that, well, number one, it's God's plan that's going to happen. Time, my and, friend. you know, and I can, thank you. And, you know, and I just get to keep sharing my experience, strength, and especially hope because this program works. Thank you for letting me share. Uh, thank you, Teresa P. Thank you very much. Okay, next up is Diane B. And Diane will be followed by Melissa G. Good morning, Diane. Good morning, Melissa. This is Diane B., New Rochelle, New York, gratefully recovered today. Thank you for everyone for their service today, and thank you for helping me to study this book. Um, So ditto on everything that everybody's already said, because I totally agree with this stuff, with what they've said. But also, this part of the preface reminds me that nothing is set in stone. And like, especially at the beginning of a venture, there's always there are always wrinkles to be ironed out, and I have to remember that I have to be flexible and I have to be accepting um, that things are going to change and things are not going to stay the same. And then it's also the other changes that they've talked about in the other editions uh, reminds me that I have to be able to like go with the flow. I often tell people that um, like I started program in 1986. My food plan today, the foods that are on my um, red light list are total well, not totally, but are very different than what they were. I was 30 years old. I, you know, my body is not the same. I change. And I have to remember that as I change, I also have to change my program. Not that I'm not following these directions, but I have to allow myself that there are things that have to um, be different today. You know, with a car, with an automobile, you put gas in it, you have the car for five, ten years, you're always putting gas in it. Nothing nothing changes in that respect. 
But as I grow older, my body changes, my physical needs change, my emotional needs change, circumstances in my life change. And I have to remember that this is all part of my life and and that um, this is what it is to be human. And so the book, the big book, tells me how to deal with those things, gives me tools, gives me steps to use, you know, when I have a resentment or fear or whatever emotion. Um, And that I just have to remember that I have to be adaptable, just like this book is adaptable. Now, the beginning of the book, of course, doesn't change because that works. And like we just heard, if it works, don't fix it. But after that, the stories, you know, if I was reading a story from 1940, it would be very different than a story today. The world was a different place, and the language is different. And so um, that just reminds me that I have to be able to be adaptable. I have to stay current with what's going on in my life and work from there. And so thank you for allowing me to share, and with that, I pass. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much, Diane B. Okay, next up is Melissa G., and Melissa will be followed by Christina J. Good morning, Melissa. Good morning. Hi, this is Melissa G. from Michigan. Um, yeah, so I guess I don't have anything too profound to say because everybody stole my words, which just reminds me of how much I have in common with everybody on the line. So originally I was going to talk about how fluid the book is and how I can represent that in my own life. Um, But after hearing just how similar everybody's feelings have been, I'm going to focus on that, you know, yes, that happened to me, and yes, I felt like that, and yes, I believe this program can work for me. Um, Probably... Those statements and hearing other people's stories was the first time that I really felt as though I had hope. Um, Because if it could work for you, why can't it work for me? My entire life, I always felt so unique and, you know, just destined to be unhappy and um, never going to be able to move forward in life. And as I hear people's stories and I hear the hope in the voice and the shares and um, the beauty that has come from this program, I can see that there's hope and I can see that my life doesn't have to be as it was yesterday. Just as this book isn't the way that it was yesterday, my life doesn't have to go back there. And just as the changes they made to the book, they're not going to go back and redo it, you know, start telling the replace all the stories that they took out because it wouldn't be relatable. So why am I going to continue to go back in my life? Because that's not where I'm going to relate anymore. And I'm just thankful for you guys, and I hope you have a beautiful day. Thanks, Pat. Thank you so much, Melissa G., for sharing. Okay, next up is Christina J., and Christina will be followed by Philomena M. Good morning, Christina. Morning, Melissa. Good to hear your calming voice on the line. Thanks, everyone, for your shares and for this meeting. God, you know, I walked around for years in horrific shame and guilt and couldn't share it with a soul. And um, not only the shame and guilt of the eating, but the shame and guilt and just horror of the emotional buildup that I had no idea. I mean, I vented about my loneliness, my bad marriage, um, you know, things like that, my career and all that, but 
that didn't help. Didn't help. And the food was always there to tamper that down and stuff it down because I really wasn't dealing with any of that. Just venting doesn't do anything. Staying in the same situations. So to come into a room of Overeaters Anonymous years ago and to hear the stories and that I could open my mouth and share and cry. I mean, I think many of us have cried at the first meetings we went to just because we related in and we were like, oh, my God, there's people that have this and they know. And it's not a diet where we're sitting around talking about how much weight we lost and people cheer when we lost four pounds or two pounds and the newest diet bar. It's none of that kind of stories. It's the stories of the soul and the heart and the deep ache and the pain of life. I knew a person, well, I know several people, but this particular gal was having a lot of physical issues. She wasn't a compulsive overeater, but she had horrible physical issues happening, and she started going to a therapist. And the therapist said, look, if you don't start talking, your body's going to continue to build up with disease. And it took her a while, but she finally opened up and started sharing the deep secrets of her past and her pain and her shame, and her body began to heal. So this sharing our stories and having stories we can read in this book and relate to, there's never a day that goes by that I'm thinking, oh, well, I read that part already. Um, And then a voice will say, well, go read a story in the back of the book. And, oh, man, I relate in. I Suddenly I'm back in. I'm back in. Oh, yeah, okay. And my heart opens when I hear all of you sharing your stories. I can come on this line, and I've shared about my relapses. I've shared about... So many things that I normally would be horrified and uh, guilty about. And you guys accept me with loving arms because you've been there and you hold me. And this is this book. If it wasn't for the stories, I don't think this book would come alive. Of course, we know that. The stories bring this book alive, bring this text into our hearts, into our emotions. And, um, and, and you know, we we do this program because we feel it. We know it through the stories and without this book and your stories combined and their stories combined and all of the stories, I wouldn't be able to relax and do this. I'd try to be doing it perfectly. But the stories tell me that none of us are perfect and we're, we're glorious human beings on this journey of the soul. Thank you for letting me share, Melissa, and everyone, and I pass. Oh, thank you. Thanks so much for sharing, Christina and Jay. Next up is Philomena M., and Philomena will be followed by Julie E.B., Good morning, Philomena. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for your service and everybody who's working to make this possible. Um, uh, This is a huge privilege for me to share. I'm a recovering compulsive overeater in Carrickfergus, Northern Ireland. Um, Yeah, it's it's so exciting to be at this spot. When we ended at page 164 last week, I decided to start reading the stories at the back. Um, and all the work that's gone into organise those stories, you know, over those years is, is so fascinating. So today I was reading Women Suffer Too, and a sentence really jumped out at me, and it was, there was a concrete program designed to secure the greatest possible inner security for us long-time escapists. And the word escapist was what really, really... Uh, really spoke to me because I have most of my life always been escaping into unreality, you know, through books, films, TV, 
And and these things are good in themselves, but it was always accompanied by copious amounts of sugary food. So then the reality, that was the unreality, then the reality of my weight, my depression, paralysis, you know, unable to do very much, forced me to open my eyes and I didn't like what I saw. I hated buying clothes, I hated seeing my body, my shoe size had gone up one, my feet were so swollen. Um, I could not go to social events, which previously I had really enjoyed. This time last year, I needed basket aid to get me in and out. I had sore knees. I couldn't work too far. Uh, today, I I do. There are days when I want to escape still. But um, today, already, I've been to a, a wonderful morning meeting uh, before this. Um, I've meditated. Filled in a journal, connected with my heart power, read this story, you know, from the big book. And here I am with this great privilege of sharing with yourselves who have so much experience and share it so freely. So my life is more real. It's more current. I am happier. My body is happier. And I am useful. Later on today, I will have the privilege of uh, uh, concluding step five with a great sponsee. And uh, yes, I can say that this program is working for me too. And with that, and with deep gratitude, I pass. Thank you so much, Philomena, and for sharing. Okay, next up is Julie E.B., and Julie will be followed by Pamela E. Good morning, Julie. Good morning. This is Julie E.B., gratefully recovered in Colorado Springs. Um, this is one of my um, favorite sections of the book. I think this this paragraph uh, was the, one of the first things to really hit me uh, reading the big book with my sponsor. Um, the pause, it says, we hope you may pause um, while you're reading this. And for me, I found as I continued through the book and with my sponsor and in the steps that the pause was a chance for my higher power to speak. Um, My instinct was, no, 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 this is not me. Um, No, nothing applies to me. No one knows how hard this is to me. It's so hard for me to put down the food. It's so hard for me to reach out and make a phone call. I mean, I've cried over all those things. It's so hard for me um, to face my mistakes. It's so hard for me to be around family members uh, that know I'm not all that or to changed my patterns in the workplace. No, no, no. Um, But in this book, when I pause, and in my experience with this program and the steps, when I pause, I say yes. Um, And I first got that yes from a a group in a traditional OA room that said yes and and showed me their experiences and showed me um, that they um, had had, uh, eaten like I and, and that they understood these feelings. I, yes, I felt like that, and I heard that again on these lines as a vision sponsor came into that meeting. Um, and, and maybe this could work for me too. Wow, that's a huge, I can really only get to that through a higher power, um, through pausing, that maybe this will work for me too. Um, it's still easy for me to listen and think sometimes, well, that's not, me, this isn't me, or that isn't me. 
but I'm to stop criticizing or arguing. It's the differences in all our stories um, that make this um, meeting so important. And all I can speak for is my experience, strength, and hope. And if I'm speaking with too much certainty, I'm not speaking in the spirit of this book um, because all I know is my experience. I do not have all the answers, but maybe, just maybe, this book will work again for me today. Uh, so many, so you know, years later, and and maybe, just maybe, just maybe, it'll work for you too. If you're still suffering in this disease, uh, reach out again, even though it's so hard. Um, thanks for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you so much, GP. Okay, next up is Pamela E., and then um, we'll open up the lines again for sharing. Good morning, Pamela. Hi, this is Pamela E. out in California. Good morning, everyone. Thanks so much for being on the line. And God woke me up again. Darn higher power. Got on my phone, had to have uh, put in my um the code when I got called back so I could participate. And um, what was true then is true now. What was true then is true now. And world service is still there that we as compulsive overeaters get to call world service of AA and order text for our groups and um, they had a 75th anniversary bookmark that was profound with all the guidelines, and I was able to call and get that ordered. And it's amazing that in this book from the 30s and in the prefaces, they were already mentioning recovery, recovering on the path to recovery. And that's where I am today. That's where I am today. And for this 24 hours, I get to work it. I get to surrender. Uh, yesterday is gone. You know, I put the food down a while ago. I had picked it up from time to time, but it's been down as I'm continuing to work and grow and change. I am surrendering for this day. And yesterday was one of those days where I had, um, you know, I've been homesick from work and, um, having that emotional dysregulation that needed treatment. And the treatment was to recognize that I have emotions and I don't have to react. You know, I don't have to assume that what's happening is an outside cause or that in the old days, if I was feeling that way, I would have thought my, I used to think my blood sugar was, uh, was uh, low. So what do I need to do is to, to eat, to treat you know, or I would think that it was someone else was the cause. So what do I do that? Yell, scream, blame, and shame, which is the way that I grew up. But these days, I don't have to do that. I get to be in constant prayer and wait until it, until it changes and not um, discuss changes in household um, guidelines or something at the time that I'm distressed. So, so glad that I'm uh, recovering one day at a time, recovered for this day and willing to pick up uh, the book tomorrow and use the tools and reach out and admit the truth and have God mode and change me according to his will and according to his time. I heard the other day um, 
someone was so uncomfortable with the character defects and their sponsor told them, you know, they may not all be changed or removed in this lifetime. So whatever that means, I'm good for today and going to continue to work it. So thanks for your part of my recovery. Thanks for being on the line. I pass. Thank you so much, Pamela A. Okay, so I'm going to let everybody know where we are. We are on page XI in the third paragraph, starting with the second edition, through four paragraphs ending with can work for me. And um, if you haven't shared on either Friday or Monday, um, we welcome you to step up. Who would like to share? Gwendolyn M. Okay, let me tell you who I have. No, then if I've missed, I know I missed some names in there. I got Carmella G, I got Russ M, I got Leslie M, I got Maya K. When I'm not sure of your last initial, but I got N. Um, who else? Craig F. F. Craig F. Leah W. Leah. Yes, W. Leah W. Okay, so let's let's go with that and let's see how far we get. Um, Carmela G. Russ M. Leslie M. Maya K, Gwen, when you come on, you'll tell me your last initial, Craig F, and Leanne W. Carmella G, did you get us started? Good morning, Carmella. Carmella, press star one to unmute. Sorry about that. This is Carmela G, a grateful compulsive overeater recovered from New York. Um, I wasn't going to share, but when I listened to everyone share, I thought, how come, Carmela, you're focusing on this and no one else? You must be wrong. But everyone sees what they need to see. We are all individuals and unique. And when I read this and when I listened to Allison read it, What struck me was the wisdom of our forefathers and the gift because the second edition added the appendices and the 12 traditions and the directions for getting in touch with AA because as an addict, I was constantly in Carmela's head looking about what Carmela is doing instead of relationships society. And this addition um, added so many, including the spiritual experience. And then the appendices on um, the medical opinion, the, the religious view, all of that is our living in society. And the traditions You know, my fellows in AA taught me the steps are for me to prevent from committing suicide and the traditions are so that I don't commit homicide. It's teaching me how 
to live in a society with a community of other addicts. And the Alaska Award, all of this shows how vital this program is as a design for living. It's how we live. And that was what struck me as so strange because I was so, I was older when I came into this program. And at the age of 68, when I'm working through the steps and I would reflect, I'd say, how could this be possible that I got through a career, all my education, and I didn't know how to live? Well, today I'm recovered and I'm living in the steps. And that is a gift that I wouldn't trade for anything. Yes, the weight loss was a benefit and all of that. And I do not minimize that because I would have been dead if that didn't occur. But the true gift is learning how to live and demonstrate service to others and love. And with that, I will pass. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you, Carmela G. Right on time. And next up is Russ M. And Russ will be followed by Leslie M. Good morning, Russ. Good morning, Melissa. Thanks. Good morning, family. Russ M. Recover Compulsive over here. Um, this is awesome. Uh, you know, this, those stories give such hope. And um, frankly, you know, I knew I needed to be in, in program, but I was very fearful. And I felt hopeless, like I had no other options. I thought I was just going to die this way. And one of the things that, that hooked me was hearing a podcast. All right, I'm, I'm Larry and Harlan, right? Two of my favorite people, two, two of my closest, dearest friends on this earth now. You know, H was talking about how he was emasculated, how this disease killed him, crushed him. Larry was talking about his mind. I kept going back. And when I heard that, that hooked me. I identified so deeply with that. But these guys, their life was turned around through God and the steps. So it gave me such hope. Now, our podcast changed my life. And our podcast changed my life. Those stories I identified so deeply with. That's how I, that fear was just ripped off me. And I knew I was able, you know, I was going to have a chance. I had a shot. I was, I I would have life again. Whatever way it was, I wasn't going to die this way through something like that. And, you know, these stories that we read, they ain't changing. I know everybody's saying this. You know, we have to do that with our lives for those coming in. We have to share our story. You know, when we've been graced this beautiful program and this way of life that we never imagined ever could happen while we were junkies and now we're free, we owe it to someone to tell our story, but in an appropriate way. Can't beat them over the head with love and from our hearts. So these stories, that's, yes, you know, the steps and our, 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 our God have saved me. I just wouldn't have been open to it if I didn't identify with with hearing someone that struggled just like me. And it's beautiful. I love you guys. Have a beautiful day.
Thank you, Russ M. Thank you for sharing. Okay, Leslie M., you'll be next, followed by Maya K. Good morning, Leslie. Good morning, Melissa. Thank you for your service. My name is Leslie M. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Long Island, New York. And the thing that really hit me today um, was the transparency um, in, in, in all these paragraphs about, you know, this is what we did. This is how we've changed it. You know, we're just going to tell you right up front that this is what we're doing. You know, I don't have to hide things anymore. And, and, you know, and when I came into the program and for many years of being in program, that was my biggest deal. You know, I wasn't honest about anything. Of course, I wasn't abstinent. I wasn't working it. Um, I didn't know that at the time, um, but I know it now. And, you know, for me, I have to say that the first gift that my higher power gave me before I even got abstinent was the gift of honesty and the gift to talk about about things that are going on in my life honestly and not when somebody asked me how everything was going to say, oh, yeah, everything's just fine, you know, to be honest about my abstinence, to be honest about where I am in my program so that, you know, I can be open to hearing what other people have to say also, um, you know, but not to be, you know, in that uh, living, living the disease is really what it was. And so the transparency in all these paragraphs is what has really spoken to me today about, you know, I have to be out there. I have to be open. I have to be talking about it. And, you know, as they're talking about the stories, that's what I have to share. I have to share my experience, strength, and hope. I was speaking to a newcomer a while back, and I said, yeah, you know, I was in, I was in pro, I've been in OA, you know, all this time, but I've been in OA 28 years before I finally got it. And she goes, oh, my God, is that going to be what, what, I, what happens to me? And I said, I certainly hope not. But that was my story, and, I, and that's this, what I need to share. And as far as the last sentence goes, yes, I believe this program can work for me. This program has worked for me, and, um, you know, and I'm very, very grateful, um, very grateful for that. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you very much, Leslie M. Okay, next up is Maya Kay, and Maya will be followed by Gwen. Good morning, Maya. Um, hi, I'm Maya Kay, recovered from New York, compulsive reader. Um, um, hope you can hear me. Um, <laughs> I um, I just really love hearing what everybody has to say today about this paragraph, and um, I just felt compelled to share if I haven't shared for a while and um, I guess um, I'm sitting here thinking um, how much this book has helped me and um, these stories and um, how vision is is so special to me um, because it focuses on the big book and how every time I've had a really hard time I've really needed to um, like the last time I really bottomed out, um, I mean, I've had a lot of recovery, but the last time I really needed strong recovery, I went to AA meetings as well because I needed to hear, I needed to hear addicts um, because <clears throat> I'm a food junkie and I almost killed myself with this disease and I needed to hear people who have bottomed out like in those stories because I've been that desperate those stories are me and um i i'm totally those people in those stories where i've hit those bottoms 
um, and almost died because of my disease. I almost did myself in because of, you know, my weight or um, just not wanting to be fat or, you know, trying to control my food or my, you know, depression about my weight. And um, I just, I needed, I needed help. So what's so funny is I found somebody in AA who said, you you should go to these vision meetings. (laughs) So I met somebody who went to AA who also goes to vision and I'm so grateful that I met her and found these meetings because it's so what I need because I can't take it lightly. Like, oh, it's just, you know, a food, a diet, or I, I want to accept myself, you know, whatever, you know, a fat weight, you know, I just, I, I needed to feel healthy and happy and joyous. And, and I'm sitting here thinking um, how grateful I am that I'm like enjoying the sun and how beautiful it is. And uh, it's not, you know, a, a sin that, is temporary, like when I was um, on diet pills that lasted for maybe a few months, and then I was obese again. It's it's a, a way of life that I've learned in OA, where I can um, I have something to give back and something to offer, and it's it's not a temporary piece. It's like I have like people who come and and I can pray for people. I have something to offer, and it's it just feels so good that I'm like enjoying the sun and I feel like it's not going to run away from me. This peace, I, I, it's just for today. And I have a way of life that's, you know, that's dependent on a higher power and I'm so grateful. So thank God for, you know, away and vision. So thanks for letting me share. Oh, thank you, Maya Kay. Okay. So, um, I have Gwen next, and I apologize to Craig and Leanne, but we are going to run out of time. And Gwen, um, if you could cut your share to two minutes, that would be great, and then we would end on time. Gwen, would you just say the initial of your last name as well? Hi, I'm Gwen H, as in hot. Great, go ahead. Or help. (laughs) Help. Thank you. I don't think I'll even need two minutes. Um, when we read this, uh, what caught me was the very first sentence, the second edition, added the appendices. And the appendices of the spiritual experience on page 567 has been just instrumental in my recovery from compulsive overeating. And on page 567, I went back and read the spiritual experience um, the very first time I read the big book because I'm one of those perfectionist people who need to start from the beginning and go all the way to the end. And um, on page 568, it reads, we find that no one need have difficulty with the spirituality of the program. Willingness, honesty, and open-mindedness are essentials of recovery, but these are indispensable. And I looked up the word indispensable in the dictionary, and it says required, needed, mandatory, or necessary. And those three things have helped me along more than anything else, is it willingness, honesty, and open-mindedness. So I'm so grateful that they added the appendices, and in particular for me, the spiritual experience. And um, thank you for 
having the phone line here, and I just appreciate all of your shares, and I'm very grateful to have found a vision for you, and uh, that'll pass. Thank you. Oh, great. Thank you so much, Gwen. Uh, Gwen was our last share for today, and Craig and Leanne, if you can hang around for the second part, maybe you can jump in there, and we'd love to hear you share then. Um, so thank you to everyone who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following the share ID for today's meeting. Today being June 30th, the 7 a.m. meeting was 14893. That's 14893. We will now close with the ring from the Big Book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. Will Carmela G. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only, continuing until keep you until then. Thank you, Melissa. Thanks, Carmela. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do For the man who is still sick, the answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.